0: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another World Cup episode of Luke's English Podcast. In this one, I'm going to read out more comments from listeners about Brazil 2014 from the World Cup comments thread number two, on the teacherluke.co.uk discussion forum. These are all comments which have been sent in by listeners from around the world. World Cup 2014 is still in full swing, with plenty of surprises, knockouts and some biting as well. All the comments that I'm going to read out in this episode were posted by lepers, that's listeners to Luke's English Podcast on the discussion forum on teacherluke.co.uk I've corrected them, so I've corrected any mistakes and you can read all of the corrected versions on the webpage for this episode I'm now going to read out the comments that you sent in as a way of giving everybody a voice and an opportunity to contribute thoughts, feelings and opinions to another global episode of Luke's English Podcast So let's get started, shall we? Yes, good idea, okay Uh, By the way If you're not a football fan, don't worry. Normal podcasting will continue. Um, in, In fact, this is a very fruitful time for Luke's English Podcast at the moment, as I have actually managed to record quite a lot of episodes recently. Not just ones about the World Cup, but ones about other subjects too. You'll notice that I've uploaded a series on Culture Shock lately, And I've got some more episodes up my sleeve, too, and they will be uploaded soon. So it's not just football, football, football. In fact, you'll see that loads of episodes are being uploaded onto teacherluke.co.uk and onto the Audioboo page uh, recently. I realise that I might be sort of swamping you with episodes of Luke's English Podcast, but that's fine because the, the idea is that you don't have to listen to them all immediately. You can just kind of, you know, come back to them, can't you? You can just save them up. And if if you're not listening to them right now, just um, keep them there on the the iPod or the MP3 player or the laptop or whatever, the iPhone, the Samsung, whatever you're using. Just, you know, you can keep them there and come back to them later. The Culture Shock episodes, for example, they don't have to be listened to now. I think the World Cup ones, if you're into football, should be listened to um, sort of fairly quickly. Uh, because so many things change in the World Cup, and it's quite current, it's quite time-specific. But most of the other episodes, I think, you should be able to listen to at any point. So don't feel pressured to listen to them all in one go. Although I I know that some of you out there like, like to binge on Luke's English Podcast, you're completely addicted to it, and so any new episode is welcome, and you can then just get your teeth into it, as it were. We'll be talking about getting your teeth into things a bit later on in this episode. Um, So, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But again, if you're not into football, sorry. But hopefully I'm making up for it by providing you with lots of other things. Okay, good. Now, let's get started with the comments from the World Cup 2014 forum thread number two. This thread actually began on the 20th of June and closed on the 30th of June... And uh, all of the things that uh, you're going to hear about, they all happened in that period. So, in fact, all of these things happened in that period. England had already been knocked out. Tragic. I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting over it. Italy were beaten by Costa Rica and Uruguay and were also knocked out. Sorry, Italy. Luis Suarez became the most talked about player of the tournament after biting Italian player Giorgio Cialini. He actually bit him right? He bit him like like he's some sort of vampire or something. Um, France stuffed Switzerland 5-2, but both teams went through to the second round. Algeria beat the Korean Republic 4-2, and all the Algerians in Paris just went mental. They were all, you know, partying on the Champs-Élysées and making lots of noise. It was amazing. Um... All of these teams were knocked out in the group stages, okay? All of, all of the teams I'm about to mention were knocked out in the first round, basically, the group stage. That's England, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Croatia, Cameroon, Australia, the Ivory Coast, Japan, Ecuador, Honduras, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Iran, Portugal... I've mentioned them already: Ghana, uh, Russia, and the Korean Republic. So, basically, if you're in one of those, if you're from one of those countries, welcome to the club. Okay, welcome to the losers' club. Okay, we, we, you're sitting at the losers' table. It's a it's a sad, depressing place to be, but ultimately, you know, you're in good company. England, Italy, Portugal, Spain, and 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 lots of other countries. We can at least sort of um, make each other feel comfortable in some way. I don't know. But there are still plenty of teams um, that are still still in the competition. In the second round, though, we've said goodbye to a few other nations. Chile, Uruguay, Nigeria and Algeria, Mexico and Greece. Goodbye to those countries, too. So that leaves us with these teams left. France and Germany. They're going to play each other um, next week. Is it next week? Later on this week. Fourth of... It's Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? France versus Germany. That's going to be a big game. Brazil versus Colombia. Um, they're, They're still both in the competition. Netherlands versus Costa Rica. Argentina, Switzerland, Belgium and USA. They're all still in. Um, so there's plenty to, plenty to play for. As I have said before, things are moving pretty quickly in the World Cup. And when you listen to this, the situation might be completely different. Nevertheless, there's a, bit of con- there's a bit of context for you, okay? So, comments. Here's the post I left at the beginning of the thread inviting people to take part. And this is what I said. Hi, everyone. I've already recorded an episode in which I read out your comments about the World Cup from this forum... I'd like to record another one later in the competition, perhaps next week at the end of the group stage or just before the quarterfinals. So please leave more comments that you would like me to read out on the podcast. Here are some questions for you to consider. At this stage, which teams do you think will be in the final? Which team do you think will win? What is your favourite moment of the World Cup so far, in your opinion? Number four, who is the star player of this World Cup in your opinion? Five, which country are you from and which country are you supporting? How is their performance so far? Number six, generally, what do you think of the World Cup 2014? As before, I will correct your comments before reading them out on the podcast. You don't have to give your name. You can leave anonymous comments if you prefer. But do tell me where you come from. I reserve the right to not read out any comments for any reason. So, get writing. Let's make another episode of Luke's English Podcast together. And I received a number of uh, responses. Something in the region of 25 responses to this one. Okay, so let's get started. We begin with Mohammed K. And Mohammed says Germany the Netherlands Italy one of these three teams will be in the final match I guess well not Italy Mohammed. they're out first round yeah that's right one fatality in that list already but Germany and the Netherlands are still in which team do I support he says I like Argentina Brazil and Uruguay well again Uruguay are out but you didn't know that Mohammed. you didn't know that at the time I like the Latin American playing style And I also like the English playing style, the long ball style. I feel sad that they lost last night, and I hope they go to the next stage. The star player? I think it's Neymar from Brazil. Thank you, Teacher Luke. You're welcome. Mohammed from Saudi Arabia. Hope to see you in Saudi Arabia one day. Wow, that would be nice. Saudi Arabia, never been there, but um, interesting country. I know that lots of people are learning English there. I've met lots of Saudis. Very nice people. They shared coffee with me. Arabic coffee. Which is not like normal coffee. It's kind of sort of herbal and uh, nice. It's delicious. It's very refreshing. I I, uh, I, always wondered how much caffeine was in Arabic coffee. And all the Arabic students I had were like, Oh, no, there's no caffeine. And uh, I, I didn't think it's true. I think it's loaded with caffeine. But um, what do I know? Um, right. Gideon. Gideon S., Says, hi Luke, to be honest, I don't like football at all, but how can you avoid it during the World Cup? There is no way. It's true, isn't it? It's true. Even on Luke's English podcast, I'm afraid. I decided to be interested in football, at least during the World Cup, because that's important. It's important to know some news if you want to make small talk with people around you. Very good point, Gideon. Here are my answers to your questions. Number one, which teams do you think will be in the final? I would say Switzerland and England. What? England has left? Don't worry, Switzerland will follow them very soon. Honestly, I don't know who can be in the final. OK, well, it's not going to be England, that's for sure. Switzerland, well, I mean, they've still got a chance. Still got a chance, haven't they? Who's uh, Who are they playing against? Yeah, you're playing against Argentina. Uh, I think that's today. At one o'clock. In fact, the, the game has just kicked off as I'm recording this, um, so you still got a chance to be in Switzerland. But um, I don't know, Argentina are a very strong, very strong team, so I don't fancy your chances to be honest. Um, he says, honestly, I don't know who can be in the final. Well, it's it's pretty, you know, it's um. We've got like two sides, okay. Imagine two sides. I'm looking at fifa.com. I'm looking at the match summary of the second stage, and we've got kind of two sides, which are um, this is the second round, and these teams will play against each other, and ultimately we could we could predict who's going to be in the final. So we've got Brazil versus Colombia on one side, and then and France versus Germany on that same side. So the winner of those two teams will play each other in, a, in um, one of the semi-finals. So it's probably going to be Brazil. Sorry, Colombia. I mean, Colombia are great. I'm very impressed by them. They're a strong team. It's not going to be easy for Brazil by any means. I think they could face a very tough... Uh, game against Colombia, but I have to say I think Brazil are the favourites. So let's say it's Brazil that go through in that game, and then then we got France versus Germany. Now that's very that's a very good game. That promises to be a very dramatic and even match. France and Germany. I mean, everyone seems to suggest that Germany. Everyone seems to think Germany is one of the big favourites. No one's talking about France probably because of their performance at the last World Cup, which was dismal. But they they're doing very well this time, and if they play as a team, in the way that they've been playing this World Cup, if they continue to use that team spirit, they could do well. So it's not going to be easy for Germany, but I think Germany have the edge in terms of their performance and the expectations that they that they have on their shoulders. So I think it's probably going to be Germany. Although I don't want to I don't want to um, just um, you know uh, leave France out of the the potential teams. So but let's just say Germany versus Brazil. Okay. That's going to be one hell of a semi-final. But let's just say for argument's sake that it's Brazil playing at home in their own country. The conditions suit them, the weather conditions. They will have a lot of support in the stadium. I mean, you know, most of the people in the stadium will be supporting Brazil, I expect in that game. We'll come to the issue of uh you know the popularity of the germans later on in this episode but let's imagine we've got brazil versus germany in a semi-final and brazil wins so it's brazil in the final on one side then on the other side we have the netherlands versus costa rica that's um, a quarter final match um let i mean i think we all expect the netherlands to win they've got a disadvantage with the climate but let's just say the Netherlands go through in that game. Then we've got, um, the, the rest is undecided. Argentina-Switzerland is a second round game. We all think Argentina are going to win that. So let's put Argentina in, in that quarterfinal. And then we've got Belgium-USA in the second round. That's happening later on today at five o'clock. Let's say Belgium win that. Okay, I'm not saying the USA are rubbish; they're not. But Belgium are the dark horse team in this competition, as we've already established. So Belgium are probably going to win that. Argentina versus Belgium in a quarter final. Well, it's Argentina, isn't it? Sorry, Belgium, but if if I'm going to put money on it, which I'm not, I would say Argentina at that point. All right. Um, so then we've got uh, Netherlands versus Argentina in a semi final. Wow, what a game that's going to be! That's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Netherlands versus Argentina. That's this is just a prediction. Anything can happen. But again, I think because of the conditions, the climate, that's going to favor Argentina, isn't it? You know, they're playing in weather conditions that they're used to. Whereas the the Netherlands, the Dutch, they're going to find it very hard to play at the at, at their full capacity. In the, in the hot, humid conditions. So let's say that Argentina win that one. So it could be Brazil versus Argentina in the final. And and at that point, it's anyone's guess. If Lionel Messi plays his best, it could be Argentina. But I wonder if they've got the strength in depth in the whole team that they require to beat Brazil at home um, in, in this World Cup final. It's probably going to be Brazil. Okay, there's my there's my prediction. It's Brazil. I mean, I don't think that Brazil have played to their best strength yet, and of course, anything can happen. It's the World Cup, but um, could be Argentina, Brazil, um, and I I fancy Brazil in that game. So there you go, Guillaume. There's my prediction, which will probably be proven completely wrong as as uh, the competition continues. Um, Okay, question two was, which team do you think will win? And he says, Luke's English Podcast will win. Well, of course, of course it will win. Um, We're not actually in the World Cup, but if we were in the World Cup, then um, I think we would win it. (laughs) I mean, um, I'm not a professional footballer, but I think the rest of the world, the whole world surely would rally behind Luke's English Podcast. It would be just me on the pitch, you know, I'd be having to perform every role, on the pitch i 'd be running around i 'd also have to deal with the microphone and a laptop and everything. It would be difficult, but ultimately i 'd somehow i 'd triumph i 'd do an overhead kick i 'd just do loads of overhead kicks and i 'd score with them all It would be like FIfa you know It would be like playing FIFA but with a, with all the cheat codes that 's how i 'd do it i 'd hack into the World Cup and use lots of cheat codes and just, you know, work out how to score from any place on the pitch using an overhead kick. That's how I'd do it. Okay. Number three, what's your favourite moment of the World Cup so far, in your opinion? And he says, my favourite moments are when everybody spent a good time watching a game wherever they come from. Um, That's a very nice thing to say, Gideon. What a nice sentiment. Um, And he says, by the way, is it favourite... F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E, or favourite F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E? What's the right spelling? Well, in America, they spell it with O, and in the UK, we spell it O-U. So what's the right spelling? Well, it's O-U, isn't it? I'm just joking, really. In America, they just spell it with without the U. In the UK, we spell it with the U. So it's your choice. You can go American or British Up to you, basically. Up to you if you use the U. Alright, is that clear? Uh, It's like the word colour. Same thing in America, C-O-L-O-R. Which to me looks like color. And in in the UK, colour, C-O-L-O-U-R. Which is colour as well. Uh, Alright, two different spellings. We like to make it difficult for everyone in the world. The Americans and the Brits, we had a meeting sometime after World War II. The Americans were like, Okay, Britain, what are we going to do about this language? It's too easy at the moment. We need to make things a little more difficult. And the Brits were like, "Um, Yes, that's a very good idea, America. How about we uh, introduce a number of different spelling changes just to screw with everyone's heads? Good work, Britain. Get to it. And then that's what happened. That's not... Obviously, that's not what happened. That's just a version a stupid version of, of what actually happened. Uh, different spelling, idiom. Uh, that's all. It's British and American English. The Brits spell it O U R. Okay, so it's up to you. You can choose. Uh, number five. Which country are you from or supporting? How's their performance so far? And he says, I'm not from. I, I'm from Switzerland. And we will know this evening if they can continue the, in the competition or not. Well, you did. Uh, But now, when you're listening to this episode, you already know the result, and that's amazing. Well, the result was that you went through, Gideon, so congratulations. You must be very pleased, must be very proud of your Swiss team. Number six, generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014? And he says, this is the first time that I'm interested in football, because Switzerland is playing, and because of you, Luke Thompson. Oh, well, you know, I do my best. Um, I didn't realize I'd become an an ambassador for for international football. Maybe FIFA should uh, send me a donation. I'm sure they won't. Um, and he says, as long as I can learn something in English with you, that's fine. Even about football. So thank you so much, Luke. Well done. You won. Well, I won. I won. Apparently I won. I don't know what I won. I just won. Maybe I won at life. I wonder what my prize is. Oh, it's nothing. (laughs) Okay. Great. Um, Cheers. Thanks, Guillaume. Thanks for your comment. Hiroshi from Japan says, I'm sorry, but England got the same plane ticket with Spain. Thanks for reminding me, Hiroshi. Yeah, we got the same plane ticket with Spain. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It really is. But Hiroshi, so did you, mate. The Japanese are going home as well. Sorry to remind you. Welcome to the club. It's a good club nothing wrong with being in this club. Join the club. Edison says, hi, Luke. I just want to say I'm so sorry about England's fate against Uruguay. Well, that's just the way football is. Thanks, Edison. Thanks for reminding me again. I thought I'd just got over it but it still hurts. It really does. Uh, first question, I think Germany, Argentina, Colombia or the Netherlands could be fighting for the champions title. I think you're right. Third question, probably two great moments. The first one when Geoffrey Serre Dier no that's Serre from Ivory Coast cried while singing his country's anthem. Yeah, that was really sort of sweet, touching moment. This was one of the players from the Ivory Coast called Geoffroy Serret-Dillet. And um, during his national anthem, he cried. He got so emotional. He started crying. The tears were running down his face. He couldn't contain his emotion. Wow, what a passionate moment. Yeah. And he said, Personally, I really love the community spirit at competitions by sharing with people from all over the world. Fifth question, I'm from Colombia and I'm cheering and shouting for my team from Miami, Florida. I think they're going to write a new chapter in South America's soccer history. Well, there's, there's a, you know, you've got every chance. Sixth question, um, what do you think of the World Cup so far? He says, it's just awesome. Even though there is some social business to deal with, I love Brazilian people. Thank you so much, Luke. Cheers. P.S. Don't forget that getting inebriated experiment while recording. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that, I to be honest. Did I say, did I promise on the podcast that I would do a kind of drinking experiment where I would record an episode of Luke's English podcast while slowly getting more and more drunk? Uh, I may have said that. Um, I, I don't think that's legally binding. I don't think I'm legally obliged to do that now. Uh, I might do, one day, I might just have a bottle of wine or a bottle of whiskey or something and just slowly drink it. And then at the beginning I'll be like, hello, welcome to Luke's English Podcast. I'm all sharp because I'm completely sober. And then by the end of the podcast I'll be like, "Uh, so you've been listening to, uh, what's the the name of the podcast again? You've been listening to, (coughs) what? You know, that's probably what would happen. Um, I might do that, Edison. I might do that. Um, Alexander says, Hi, how are you doing? Does it still hurt? <laughs> yes, it does. It does, Alexander. It does. I always thought that Roy Hodgson is the worst England team manager ever. He broke everything at Liverpool FC before he became coach of the Three Lions. Yeah, yeah, he's, he hasn't really proven himself, has he, to be honest, Alexander? I reckon that th- that the FA wanted to employ Harry Redknapp. I think that Harry Redknapp would have been a slightly better choice. But he's, you know, a little bit of a controversial character with some f- sort of financial... Uh, f- Allegations of fraud and things, so maybe the FA couldn't employ him. Anyway, don't, don't, don't even try to understand why and how. It's ridiculous and illogical, but I am a Ukrainian guy who's been living in Denmark for three years, a Liverpool FC fan, and a fan of Holland, Netherlands. It's complicated, of course. If Holland play with Ukraine, I will be on my native country's side. The Ukrainian team, as you know, was in the same group as England draws 1-1 and 0-0 and finished in second place. Um, we lost in a playoff against France. Won the first game 2-0, lost the second to France 0-3. Unfortunately, our players underestimated the contender and they thought that they already uh, that they were already in Brazil after the first game. So, yeah, that's why Ukraine didn't get through. Who is the star player of this World Cup in your opinion? He said Luis Suarez maybe i don't know actually it could be anyone costa rica's players have shown us that everything is possible even nobody expected that result in the group of death yeah it's true it's been you know no one predicted that costa rica would go through come on holland he says i've been supporting you from my childhood What, me? No, Holland, of course. Holland has one huge problem as England with penalties. They smash all contenders in the group stage, but then become tired and lose in knockout stages. I hope they don't, but if they lose, I'll support any European team except Portugal. I hate divers. And Russia, because it's obvious I'm from Europe. Um, alright then so um, yeah you said that the Netherlands tend to use up all their energy in the first round and then when it gets to the knockout stages they're exhausted well that you may have a point there because the Netherlands did put in some you know very dynamic performances in the first um, group stage and they seemed to sort of struggle a bit against uh, was it Mexico yeah it was wasn't it they sort of it wasn't an easy victory um, by any means in fact I've f- I don't know I feel a bit disappointed by the by the Netherlands a little bit with their victory against Mexico one reason is because I liked the Mexico team especially their goalkeeper who was brilliant but um, the Netherlands well the Netherlands they got a penalty Um, Iron Robin went down in the penalty box but it was a dive wasn't it it was a blatant dive very cynical a cynical dive he just went down It wasn't... I don't think it was that rough a tackle. I think he dived and they won a penalty and they won the game. They knocked out Mexico. So it's a slightly hollow victory, in my opinion. But the Netherlands, still a great team. And they've never won the World Cup. So let's see what they can do. Um, Generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014, Alexander? And he says, I feel the Brazilian financial pain... Because we had Euro 2012 in Ukraine, and it seems that only UEFA and the corrupt government won. I understand that it's an allegation, but anyway, it's the same shit, in my opinion. The same shit, in my opinion, was in the Winter Olympic Games in 2014 in Russia. The Russian government spent about $51 billion, compared to about $3 billion in Vancouver 2010 in the previous Games. Were those Games 17 times better? I don't know. Thanks for your attention, Alexander from Ukraine and Denmark. Um, right next is Arids Arids. hi Luke. First of all, I'm sorry about England. Thanks, Aritz. Thanks for thanks for that. Um, thanks. Honestly, I think you deserve better results. You have an interesting young team for the next years, though. Yeah, it's true. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. <sighs> <clears throat> okay pull yourself together right number one which teams do you think will be in the final according to what we've seen so far germany holland france argentina brazil should be at least in the semis then sometimes it's a bit of luck let's say germany and argentina a revenge of the italy 90 would be great would be wouldn't it would be number two which team do you think will win if i had to bet money i would say germany i want argentina to win though number three What's your favourite moment of the World Cup so far, in your opinion? It's hard to say in just one moment. I would say it's been a really interesting championship, with loads of goals, great matches, new teams coming out and going through to the next round, like Costa Rica or Colombia. Yeah, it is exciting. That's one of the, sort of, the good things about this World Cup, isn't it? That um, some sort of lesser teams have managed to go through to the knockout stages. It's always pleasing when that happens. Obviously, we all, we all like to see the, um, the big teams in the knockout stages, but it's also good to see some smaller teams, the minnows, as they might be called. Minnows are like little fish, okay? Minnows are sort of little fish, so sometimes you talk about smaller teams as minnows, all right? So it's, um, it could be good to see some minnows going through to the knockout stages. We think of teams like Costa Rica. Colombia are still in there. Colombia are a bit of a dark horse team, you might say. Although, maybe they're not the dark horses anymore because they, um, one of their teams scored a cracking goal um, a few days ago. Um, who is the star player of this World Cup in your opinion? He says, before Argentina and Germany play their second matches, I think Benzema is stunning so far. Benzema plays for France. Number five, which country are you from or supporting and how's their performance so far? He says, I'm Spanish, supporting Argentina. The first match was not as good as we expected, but with Messi but with Messi there, everything is possible. Number six. Generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014? He said, it's my first World Cup abroad. I'm living in London, and it's been a good experience. I've got free time in the evenings to watch them every day, either at home or having good ales in the pub, so that's great. The World Cup always reminds me of my childhood somehow, so I'm enjoying it a lot. Ah, good. Um, And he also includes... Bye, 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 bye. Uh, P.S. Can I correct a little mistake you made saying my name in the last podcast? Certainly, of course you can. He says... well. And in some others as well. Okay, so I've, I've mentioned your name a few times and I've got it wrong every time, it seems. Sorry about that. Um, he says, in my name, the I comes before the T. So it's Aritz instead of Artis. But never mind. Sorry about that, Aritz. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know why I was calling you, calling you Artis. Maybe it's, you know, because I, I respect... I respect ar- artist, Artists. I respect Artists. And I respect you... So I was calling you Artis. See? See what I did? See what I did there? But it's wrong. No, I'm sorry, it's Aritz. Okay? Is that right? Is it Aritz or is it Aritz? The mystery continues, but I think I'm getting closer to the solution here. I think I'm going to call you Aritz. Okay? Right. Good. Um, Right. Nicholas. And this is another pronunciation issue, which we'll see in a minute. Nicholas says, Hi, my name's Nicholas from Argentina. I support my national team of course, but I think the finalists will be between Germany and the Netherlands and the Germans will win their fourth cup. The best player in the competition so far is Luis Suarez from Uruguay. Sorry Luke! As I said before, I support Argentina as I'm from that country. How's our performance so far? Well, at least we won. Messi is amazing but I'm a little worried about the rest of the team. For me, this World Cup is spectacular. I'm particularly happy because, in general, Latin American teams are doing great in this competition. I'm talking about Colombia, Ecuador, Chile, Costa Rica. I love to watch how Latin American football is becoming more and more competitive. By the way, you can pronounce my name as Nicholas. The proper pronunciation in Spanish is Nick All Ass. Nick All Ass. Really? But as you can imagine, probably it's not a good idea to pronounce it in the Spanish way, because of the last syllable. Yeah, nick all ass, nick all ass. Really, really. How much? How much ass should I nick? All, all of it. Nick all ass. Really. What should I do with the ass? Nick it. Okay. What should I be nicking? Ass. How much? All of it. Nick all. Nick all ass. Okay, I think you get the idea why that might be complicated in English. Nicholas, I think that's probably how you'd say it, but I would say Nicholas. I'm obviously making fun of the name here, with your permission, because you started it, Nicholas, by suggesting that it might be uh, troublesome to pronounce it in the Spanish way, because of the last syllable. Okay, so don't blame me for sort of uh, making fun of your name, you started it, um... And it's all in good nature anyway, isn't it? Um, Nicholas or Nicholas. Okay, fine. I'll, I'm going to continue calling you Nicholas. Good. Right. That's what I would call... If I had a friend in England called Nicholas, I would call him Nicholas because in England we say Nicholas. Is that clear? Okay. Angel. Now, here's another bit of pronunciation. Angel. Is this just an angel? Like an angel from heaven? ...has decided to comment on Luke's English podcast. Maybe I'm just pronouncing the name wrong. We'll find out in a minute. Hi, Luke. I've been listening to your podcast for three months... ...because I'm going to take a test called Bulats. That's the Business Language Testing Service, by the way. Anyway, thank you for doing this. Let's talk about the World Cup. I'm Mexican, and obviously I support my country, of course. I feel sorry for England. I know how it feels. All right. Uh, Yeah... Um, Luke, well, you do now, You do now, Angel, because Mexico are out too, aren't they? Join the club. Luke, do you think the weather affects the European countries in this competition? I think it's probably according to the results of the European players. And it seems the South American players are taking advantage of the situation. We can all see that, right? I think so, Angel. I think so. I think that um, the weather... Is affecting the performance of the European teams. That's yeah, that's my excuse anyway. That's obviously why England went out. If they were playing it in freezing cold rain, obviously we would be the champions. But in this ridiculous warm weather, um, we don't have a hope in hell, do we? No, I'm again. I'm being frivolous there. I think that um, I I do think the climate has a big impact though on teams like the Germ- Germany and the Netherlands, they must be struggling to keep the energy up. And, you know, other European teams who are not used to operating in those conditions, it must be incredibly hard. Um, we know already, don't we, that uh, nations that play games in their own continent have a big advantage. Climate probably t- has a, a, a lot to do with that. So I wouldn't be surprised if the South American teams sort of um, succeeded in this competition... A lot of that might be to do with the climate. Um, That's just the nature of the World Cup, isn't it? Um, So, uh, I can't wait to see the Netherlands play against a South American country. Um, Well, they did, didn't they? They played against Chile. Was it Chile? It was Chile, wasn't it? Let me just have a quick look. Um, Well, they played Mexico. That's it. They played against Mexico, and uh, they were not completely convincing. They seemed to struggle a bit. Um, So, yeah, maybe you've got the point here. Um, And in summary, I think the weather is one of the main factors in this World Cup. Thank you for reading this, and viva Mexico! Sorry for my English. It's all right. P.S. My name can be pronounced like this. Angel Chedbeno. Okay. Angel. Uh, I was saying angel, but it's actually pronounced Angel. Okay. Thanks, Angel. Uh... Interesting that I would pronounce it angel, like an angel from heaven, and you pronounce it angel with the word hell in there from hell. Where are you from? Heaven or hell? I think you're from earth, aren't you? I I think so. So, anyway, angel, 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 whatever your name is, thanks very much for your comments. It's lovely to read from someone in Mexico, and I'm very sorry about the results. I think your goalkeeper is brilliant, okay? I'd I'd like to award him a special Luke's English Podcast medal, a trophy for being one of the great goalkeepers of the World Cup. And I have a particular fondness for the goalkeepers. Because I used to be a goalkeeper, all right? I used to play in goal. I was actually pretty good. Um, I used to play in this football club, and they nicknamed me The Barrier. That's right. They called me The Barrier, because obviously I was like a barrier. You couldn't score past me. I was the barrier, okay? I would just throw myself in front of the ball. And I I actually loved annoying other footballers. You know, the strikers, the goal scorers, they're so sort of pleased with themselves. Like, yeah, I'm a goal scorer. I'm the best. You know, they're the most arrogant members of the team, the goal scorers. I loved denying these guys the opportunity to score goals. They would get so frustrated. They'd try and score past me and I'd, you know, block it with my legs or do a diving save, tip the ball round the the post. So, yes. Yeah, goal scorers. Sometimes you don't get the glory. I used to enjoy that. I used to play for the local Sunday League football team in the village where I used to live. Okay, this is in a little village called Chadwick End in the middle of nowhere. And every Sunday in England, you have Sunday League. It's like amateur league football. And I played in the Chadwick End Sunday League team. And this was the most sort of um, laughable team that you've ever seen. They were all, you know, grown men. I was 15 years old, right? I was just 15, but I happened to be a pretty athletic goalkeeper. Um, All of the guys in the team, they all used to drink in the local pub. And they were all sort of middle-aged men, pretty much. And they were pretty ridiculous. I mean, they would all be hungover on Sunday morning... Some of them would even smoke on the pitch. And uh, it was just crazy. The Sunday league was often pretty rough. You know, these sort of uh, tough guys, these tough uh, English blokes fighting it out on a Sunday morning on the football pitch. And then me, the 15-year-old uh, kid in goal. And I, uh, our team was rubbish. We were awful. We were one of the worst teams in the league. Um But I used to get lots of action, you know, because our defence was pretty poor. I mean, we had some good players. When they had their mind fixed on the game, they were capable. Um, But often the attacking team would break through the defence and it would just be me and some bloke. And um, so I used to get lots of action. I used to save loads and loads of goals. I mean, I used to... you know, I did loads of dramatic saves But naturally I also let lots and lots of goals in And it was pretty embarrassing And um, But exciting, you know Because I'd get so much action That I'd be doing lots of saves And obviously lots of go- I'd concede lots of goals too uh, So I like the goalkeepers And I thought the Mexican goalkeeper was particularly impressive I'm sorry he's out uh, with the rest of his team um, Next, Giovanni Giovanni I think you're probably from Italy uh, Giovanni Hi, Luke, and thanks a lot for your website. Web Website? Website. That's my mistake. Giovanni co- wrote that correctly. I just screwed it up for some reason. I'll start again. Giovanni. Hello, Giovanni. Hi, Luke, and thanks a lot for your website. I found it some weeks ago, browsing on the internet, and now I'm completely addicted. Good, good, good. There are lots of similar websites offering podcasts in English, but the problem is that most of them are in American English, and generally they treat learners like babies. I mean, they speak with a completely unnatural voice, the same kind of voice that we have when we talk with our babies. You mean sort of like, Coo-coo-coo. Um, oh well, maybe not like that, but you know what I mean. You sound very natural, like a real friend, and that's why I think you're unique. Ah, thanks. About football, I'm Italian, so I support Italy, of course. You know, after Brazil, five times world champion, we are the most awarded team in the world. We won the world championship four times. Well, you ain't going to win this time, Giovanni. However, this time, I think we should apologise. In fact, because of us, England was damaged twice. The first, because of our victory, even though in that circumstance you played well, and probably you didn't deserve the defeat, The second, because of our pathetic defeat in the match against Costa Rica that had, as direct consequence, your elimination from the World Cup. Yeah, Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Italy. Now we're waiting for the next match on next Tuesday. Italy versus Uruguay. That's enough a draw to go ahead and kick back home against Uruguay. Can't wait. Bye and Forza Italia! Well, well, Giovanni, you know now that, um, unfortunately, you didn't make it. You, you were beaten by Uruguay. Sh- what a shock. And so Italy ended up going home too. The group of death, that was one hell of a group. Everyone expected Italy to top it. They, uh, they got knocked out and so did England. I mean, I'd love to say, Giovanni, that it's all Italy's fault that England didn't get through that would be nice, but it's not true, is it? Because, you know, I think England have only got themselves to blame, to be honest. Sorry, Italy. Sorry about that. Next time. You've all, you've got four already. You didn't need another one, did you, really? Well, it's not a question of needing it, is it? It's a question of wanting it. Raphael says, Which teams do you think will be in the final? He says, Brazil and Argentina. I think you might be right. If I had to bet real money on that, maybe I'd go for Germany, but so far this World Cup has not been the most logical one. Number two, which team do you think will win? Brazil, I hope. What's your favourite moment of the World Cup so far in your opinion? And he says, the second Suarez goal against England. Sorry, Luke, but that was beautiful. Um, It was pretty impressive. Wasn't it, Rafael? I mean, this is the second goal that Suarez uh, scored for Uruguay against England in their game. He just hammered it into the back of the net. I mean, he absolutely destroyed that goal. Um, It was a really great finish. Um... He just assassinated England, didn't he um number five he assassinated England and then he may have assassinated his own career as well against um Italy, but we'll find out about that in a minute uh, number f- four who's the star player of the World Cup in your opinion he says if Brazil managed to win probably Neymar number five which country are you from or supporting and how's their performance so far he says Brazil not as good as it could be, but fair enough no big mistakes. Good defence. The attack has been a bit disappointing so far. Alright. Yeah, they haven't scored as many goals as they could have done. Generally, what do you think of the World Cup 2014? He says, we overspend on those huge arenas. We could be hosting a World Cup as good as it's been so far without building new stadiums, but just renovating our existing ones. I wonder how FIFA can be so influential over national decisions like that. Most of our mobility infrastructure plans are delayed or will not be made at all. Yeah, it is pretty suspicious. You know, all the money that's gone in, was it necessary to build those big stadiums? Couldn't they have just renovated the others? Couldn't it be possible for FIFA to, you know, more directly aid host nations? Um, I've been through this stuff already about FIFA. Um, apart from that, as long as football and the atmosphere are the most important things, this is probably one of the best World cups ever so far. hmm okay vibehav Vibehav. i I hope that 's the right way to say your name um, he says hi luke i 'm Vibehav from India Hello Vibehav! it's great to have a listener from India How are you i, I what's where are the Indian team what 's happening in India with football? You've got so many people, surely you could get 11 men together. I don't know what happened to the Indian football team. They haven't been in the World Cup for a long time. I think the last time I remember India being in the World Cup was maybe during the 1970s. And they, um, they, they wanted to play barefoot. They wanted to pe- play without shoes or socks on, with bare feet. Um, but I think FIFA didn't allow them to do that and they forced them to wear boots. I don't think they did very well. But it's surprising, isn't it, that they wanted to play with bare feet. I imagine that in India that's kind of a common way to play football, or, or it was back in the, in the 70s. Um, well, what's going on today with the Indian football team? We don't hear about them very much. Anyway, uh, Vaibhav says, Which teams do you think will be in the final? He says, Germany, Netherlands, Brazil and France. What, four teams? <laughs> that would be pretty impressive, to be fair. Imagine that. 44 players, four nations, one final. Only one team can win. Uh, What's going to happen? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Like a double final of um, some crazy chaotic game. Uh, I'd like to see that. Um, I think he means that those are the four teams that could be in in the final. I'm sure that's what he means. I'm just joking, aren't I? Number two. Which team do you think will win? He says, I think Netherlands has a fair chance to win the World Cup in 2014. Number three, what's your favourite moment of the World Cup so far? He says, I think that when Costa Rica qualified for the second round, because before the World Cup, some football experts were saying that Costa Rica didn't deserve to qualify for the World Cup. But they proved that they deserved to be in the World Cup by knocking out Italy and Uruguay. Good point. That That's... It was a big surprise, wasn't it, seeing Costa Rica go through. Number four, who's the star player? He he says, I think Thomas Muller, because he is the first player to score a hat-trick in World Cup 2014. True, and we're all watching Muller, expecting more excitement. He hasn't quite delivered it since that hat-trick, but we'll see. It's not over yet. Number six, generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014? He says, it's great fun to watch the World Cup in my summer holidays after my university exams. Okay, so you've done your exams. Um, Good luck. I hope you get all the results that you want. He says, thanks, Luke, for recording this World Cup 2014 podcast series. P.S. You're great, Luke, and you are in my mind. Okay, you get it. You get it. You're one of those proper listeners who listens to everything. Good job. Um, Aritz. The artist says, Hi again, Luke and and everybody here. I just want to share this article about the essence of football. It's brilliant. And he's shared an article from the New Yorker, um, which is all about, you know, basically how to enjoy the World Cup. And it's full of some pretty good advice, actually, which I can just paraphrase for you. Um, This is just kind of like how you can enjoy the World Cup. A few tips if you're new to football. It's actually written for American people who don't know that much about football, but it's generally good advice on how you can enjoy football. Here it is in summary. First thing, pick a team. Okay, It's a lot more fun when you have a dog in the race, so pick a team. Okay, um, Either pick one team to go all the way, or when you're watching a match, just pick one team and, and root for that team. You could root for the underdog, for example. The underdog, that's a nice expression. The underdog is the weaker in a competition. So, for example, Algeria versus Germany yesterday. Algeria were the underdog, and a lot of people were rooting for Algeria just because they were the underdog. Okay, so pick a team. It makes it much more exciting. Next, do the minimal research. Um, you're, you're just five minutes away from the internet, so it's worth just going online, looking at the the matches, trying to find out a few things about the teams, find out uh, about the key players, even find out what their girlfriends look like, if that's your bag. Just whatever you do, do a little bit of research. It's going to help you enjoy the games a lot more. Uh, Of course, just listen to Luke's English podcast. That's another way. He doesn't say that in the article, but anyway. By the way, this article was written by... Matt Diffie for The New Yorker, okay? And I'm just reading, I'm paraphrasing some uh, lines from it. Next thing he says, don't be a ball watcher. Okay, so this means that you have to understand the complex way in which football happens on the pitch. And you shouldn't just be following the ball around. You should also be aware of where the other players are on the pitch and the movement of the defenders backwards and forwards, the way that the uh, uh, different players move into different positions and how that opens space or closes up space on the pitch. It's all you've got to look not just where the ball is being played, but look... Um, at other areas of the pitch to see in which it's all moving and changing. It's like a big chess game with running. Okay. Um, Next he says, enjoy the socio-cultural anthropology of it all. For example, pay attention to the rising and falling of individual and team confidence. The turning of momentum, the clashing of wills. Consider the delicate balance of a team's commitment to offence or defence in terms of risk versus reward. Notice how countries and even continents play the game differently. I find that part endlessly fascinating. And finally, appreciate what's happening. Don't let the wide camera angles lull you into missing the physicality of it. He talks about how it's an incredibly skillful game. And it's not obvious when you watch it on TV from a a distance that um, it involves an incredible amount of detailed skill. So, for example, we might take it for granted that the players can just kick the ball anywhere they want on the pitch... They can do all kinds of things with the ball. They can control the ball as it's, after it's been kicked all the way across the pitch. They can control it with one touch. Um, it it's might not be obvious to us when we're watching it on TV, but it's an incredibly skillful game. And it's amazing what these guys do. I mean, the, the talent that we're watching on the pitch is stunning. So we have to remember that. We have to enjoy watching this incredible circus of skill. Um, So there you go That's like a summary of that article From the New Yorker Which was shared by Aritz there Thanks for that Um, Alright, let's see We've got a few more comments So I'm going to need to Just step it up a little bit Uh, Let's see We have um, Elena from Russia She says Hi Luke I can't say for sure Who's going to win the World Cup Because who knew That Spain would crash out After only two games Personally I thought they would win it's getting more and more unpredictable, and I really like it. I'm from Russia, and I'm already happy that our team is participating in the World Cup after a 12-year absence. Yarong um, says, Hi Luke, I don't have any news regarding your questions since the la- last episode. I still support Germany. And I still think and hope that the Germans will win the tournament. Firstly, I'm sorry that England's team is out. I think, as you said, although England lost, the English played pretty well. Even better than the Uruguayans. In fact, this is one of those annoying things about football. A lot of the time, the statistic is lying. Like in this game, if you check the statistics of England versus Uruguay, then you found that England had better numbers. More total shots. More to- more shots on target, less fouls and better possession. However, at the end of the day, England lost. But on the other hand, there's some magic in football, isn't there? Yes, there is. I'm not completely sure I agree with you on that, Yaron. I know what you're saying, that um, the st- you know the result doesn't necessarily represent uh, what happened in the game, and a team might have all the possession, they might have lots of shots on target, but ultimately they don't win but really it's about goals isn't it football and people often say things like oh well, they deserved to win well if a team deserved to win then they would have won wouldn't they because ultimately um, it's all about scoring goals you've got a sh- if it's no good having a shot on target it has to beat the it has to beat the keeper you know and if a shot doesn't beat the keeper the shot wasn't good enough So you deserve to score goals if you score them. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway. um, He says, secondly, I'd like to ask you, Luke, if I may, does the fact that England didn't pass the group stage make you less interested in the World Cup? Do you support another team? Do you have any favour to France because you currently live in France? By the way, the French had a great match versus Switzerland. Um, Good question. I think, to be honest, my interest did drop a little bit after England went out. But um, not too much. And I'm, I'm still well into the competition. In fact, in a way, it's quite... It's I'm not that upset that England are out because it just means I can enjoy the World Cup without having to feel uncomfortable and stressed out about it. I can actually relax and just enjoy the, the competition now. When England are in, I just feel... It's just too much tension and too much heartbreak. So, you know, fine. England are out. Fine. Good riddance. Now I can just enjoy the World Cup without feeling bad about it, you know. Um, Am I supporting France? Well, yeah, I am supporting France. Because um, since I'm living in France, I'm paying tax in France, I've got an interest in the French team. And also, you know, a lot of people around me are very excited about the games. Obviously, I'm not quite as passionate about the French team as The French people around me are. But since I'm here, it's good to be caught up in the excitement. So I do have an interest in the French team. Um, um, And they did play very well against Switzerland. It's good to see, to be honest, it's good to see the French team... um, sort of behaving properly last time it was an embarrassment for everybody because the the team was full of prima donnas who all went on strike in the middle of the world cup which is a ridiculous thing to do i mean it's it's incredibly selfish act to go on strike when the whole nation is rooting for you how dare they go on strike i mean it's pathetic what did they expect what what was so unreasonable how were they being treated so badly that they had to go on strike? I mean, really. So it's very good to see the French team operating as a team. They've got a good attitude. Um, They're not uh, complaining or being prima donnas or anything good. So, I mean, that, is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm supporting France as well. Because they seem to have the right attitude. And I think that's important. And it's nice to see. So, yeah, I've, I'm supporting France. But I'm also supporting other teams too. I just Ultimately, I just want to see teams play fairly. I want to see them play with enthusiasm and with spirit and with skill. Um, and that's what I'm looking for in a game. I, what I hate is cynical cheating tactics. Diving, jumping around on the, diving on the floor, crying and holding your hands to your face when someone sneezed on your elbow or something. I mean, come on, it's absolutely pathetic. And players who dive and play act should know better. They're grown men, And they're rolling around on on the floor like children. It's absolutely pathetic. So I can't stand that kind of behaviour. It really annoys me, as you can see. Particularly when you cheat in order to gain advantage. It's just not on. So diving on the floor, winning penalties, those players should feel ashamed of themselves. Don't you think? Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, Last thing, I'd like... I would like to answer your last question. The World Cup until now is far beyond my expectation. Most of the matches are very interesting. In terms of my personal view, um, the second half of Germany-Ghana was very exciting. At some points I thought that the Ghanaians were going to win, but at the end of the day, Closer managed to score his 15th goal in the World Cup so far. 15th goal in the World Oh, in any World Cup, you mean. Uh, the tie and tie the game at 2-2. In addition, I think that this particular match was a good example of the difficulties that European teams have in a warm climate, since the Germans looked 50% of what they are actually capable of. In my opinion, uh, in, in my opinion. In addition, up to now, in the Germans group, everything is still open, and I'm really concerned that Germany might end up like Spain and England, since, theoretically, it still might happen. Don't worry, you're through, you're good. Um, If Spain didn't pass the group stage, with due respect to England, then no team is safe. That's it. I planned to write a short comment. However, it turned into a longer one. Thank you for reading out our comments. Yaron from Israel. You're welcome, Yaron. Uh, Alexander comes back and he says, Following my previous comments, it seems that I'm always complaining in my comments, but that's the way it is. I would like to tell you about three things that really, really annoy me in this World Cup and in football in general. Number one, referees. Unskilled, blindness, law violation, bribery, whatever you call that. It seems in some games that guys are able to sell rifles, heroin, human organs on the football pitch. We have to punish them somehow, if they deserve it of course. Cut their fingers or at least pay them a lower salary. I I think paying them a low salary would would be the more reasonable option. I mean, punish the mistakes somehow, because sometimes referees cause fans broken hearts. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean, Alexander. You're saying that we should punish the referees. I don't think you really mean that uh, we should cut their fingers off. It's a little bit harsh, isn't it? I'm sure you're joking. Um, uh, You're saying that the referees uh, are incompetent and possibly even... Uh, corrupt. Um, And he gives examples like, you know, the Hand of God incident uh, with Thierry Henry scoring against Ireland with his hand and so on. Um, Okay, I'm sure that sometimes referees uh, should be held responsible for terrible decisions or biased decisions and things like that. But I also think that it's probably very difficult to be the referee. Um, And... um, you know, because they have to make very, very close, difficult decisions. There's 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 only one guy. He's supported by his linesman, but the referee has a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He, he only gets to see an event once. Sometimes he might not have a perfect view of it, depending on where he is on in the pitch. He has to do a lot of running. He's got to run for ninety minutes, just like the football players, um, in the in the difficult conditions and so on. So it must be pretty difficult to make the right decision every single time, especially when all the players are harassing the the referee you know like lobbying him shouting at him negotiating with him it must be very very difficult to keep your head and make the right decision at every moment I wonder if often these are just mistakes rather than biased or corrupt decisions but who knows you know I'm just saying that it must be very difficult for the referees perhaps what we should be doing is introducing more um you know technology to support the referees because ultimately if if the players know that um they're being videoed and that there is a a video judge somewhere in the stadium um who's going to support the referee, I think that's going to help, isn't it? I mean, that, that's going to stop the the players from trying to lobby the the referee because ultimately there's some objective um, sense of what's actually happened on the pitch. It's not just um, the referee on his own. I think the referee should be supported more uh, by technology. The goal line technology, for example, has helped a lot. The, the This um, vanishing spray has definitely helped. Just little additions like that can help to keep the f- these footballers in check and to allow the referees to make the right decisions. But also yes, maybe the referees should be punished more harshly if they um, if they make biased decisions and things like that. Anyway, I, I respect your opinion. Um, next number two, wasting time and adding time. Just make a clear just make a clear time like in basketball or handball. If the ball is out, time stops. It's easy to do, technically, I think, and there'll be less cheaters. There'll be fewer cheaters, um, fake injuries or, or something like that. Yes, I think we should introduce more technology to try and cut out cheating uh, on the football pitch. Number three, divers or ballet dancers. You probably get what I mean. Special hi to Christina Ronaldo from me. Um, for obvious simulation, faking, and diving, I suggest a direct red card. In the future, players will think twice about diving or not. Well, you know how I feel about diving. I think it's just pathetic, um, and it, it, it in a way it spoils the game when these players f- flop over. I mean, I, I was watching what was it Brazil versus um, Brazil versus Chile at the weekend and i mean great teams with great skill but i i couldn't get help getting frustrated because every 5 minutes someone was rolling around on the floor you know i mean these are these guys are these guys grown men or are they little you know little kids i mean it's it's really silly um he says i remember how oleg luzny a Dynamo Kiev captain in the late 90s and a player for Arsenal in London in the early 2000s, a kind of Ukrainian Chuck Norris. I remember how he played a second half with a broken toe in the Champions League because there weren't any more substitutions. Nowadays, unfortunately, we have fewer and fewer players like him. I mean, real men. And football has become more girly. That guy's guys are kind of role model for young people. Edgar Davids, Paolo Maldini, Steven Gerrard, Javier Zanetti, Zinedine Zidane. I hope you get it. So, what you're saying is that um, that players are, are are not sort of strong enough or tough enough, and um, they are role models, and and they're not kind of giving the right impression. They're not, um, yeah, they're not giving the right imp- uh, impression for young people to live up to. Instead, they're um, encouraging young people to cheat and to act in a cowardly uh, way, uh, a cowardly and, and deceitful kind of way. I agree with that. I don't think that that's necessarily girly. I think it's not necessarily girly to, to, to cheat and dive. I mean, I don't think women do that any more than men, maybe even less. But I know what you mean. You're just saying it's not um, sort of not really manly enough I mean they don't um, behave in a strength in a strong way um, yeah I agree I agree with that uh, PS I had luck to see Stuart Pierce uh, on the football pitch live in the season 97-98 in Kiev um, yeah Stuart Pierce one of my all-time favorite players uh, they called him psycho I talked about him in in one of the episodes I think it was part two of this World Cup series. Um he said actually a team from Ukraine got first place in a group with Barcelona Newcastle United and PSV Eindhoven he was an incredible player I wish you the best personally Luke and all of your listeners in the world thank you for your attention number two Alexander from Ukraine and, Den- and Denmark thank you f- too Alexander next we have Jill Marney and Jill Marney says number qu- question number one which teams will be in the final Brazil France and Netherlands number two which team will win Netherlands number three. What's your favourite moment of the World Cup so far? Nothing yet. Okay. Number four, who's the star player of this World Cup, in your opinion? No answer. All right. Uh, Number five, which country are you from or supporting, and how's their performance? He says, I'm from Kuwait, and I support Algeria, of course. I think most Arabs support Algeria as well. Ah, okay. Generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014? He said, I'm not so excited about it. I don't know why. Okay, thanks, Gilman- Gilmani, and thanks for your comments. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the, the fact that most Arabs support Algeria. Um, they, they played uh, Germany last night, and they, it was a very close game, and I have to say I was very impressed by Algeria. Algeria were brilliant. I mean, they played with such spirit, such kind of confidence and bravery... Uh, and they 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 didn't dive too much. They I was really impressed with Algeria, and just something in the way that they played really caught my sort of attention. And uh, I was with them. I have to say, I was with them. It was an amazing game. Germany ultimately uh, were victorious. I think their class came through. Their strength in the end was what helped them because they managed to. Stay strong all the way through the game, all the way through to the crucial last 10 minutes where they scored two goals. But Algeria were close I and mean, they scored a goal as well at the end of the game. It was really impressive. Okay, thanks for your comment, Gilmani. Next is Pan from China. Hello, Pan! Hi Luke, this is Pan from China. I started listening to your podcast since your Swear Word uh, episode, which was amazing and my favourite episode. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was fucking brilliant, that episode. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to those questions. Which teams do you think will win? He says, I think, um, which teams will be in the final? He says, Germany and Brazil. Uh, The winner? Hard to say, since both Germany and Brazil are top teams. Favourite moment? As an Asian, I would say Algeria's sudden kill of Korea in two minutes with two goals is the best and worst since, since, uh, since that I would like to see. You mean you'd like to see Korea go through? I'm not a bit confused by that. Generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014? He says, it's sad but common that China doesn't go to the World Cup. We just watch for fun and women watch for handsome players. Men watch for the matches. So I think that Brazil World Cup is good, and it's normal every time there's a dark horse and unexpected knockouts. Thank you for reading my writing. Cheers. Thanks for the comment from China. Don't get many of them. That's lovely. There's like, how many million of, how many billion Chinese people? Um, Anyway, Yosef says, Hi. Oh, I need to hurry up. Okay, Yosef says hi. In my opinion, for sure, Brazil will be in the final match, but which team they'll play against is the mystery. I'm really disappointed by the referees this year. Their mistakes have changed the results of different games, and it's not fair at all. There are some teams that have performed better than expectations. They've played wonderfully. Also, African teams are great, and they they have agile and powerful players. One positive point about this championship is the number of goals. Right now I'm waiting for the Italy and Uruguay match that will start in 15 minutes. It could be a wonderful match. Have fun. Sabine um, says, Hi Luke and so, many, uh, and so many of the others. I also want to tell you that I'm really, really sorry that England couldn't at least make it to the quarterfinals. I really would have loved to see a match between England and Germany. I'm from Germany and nobody likes us much anyway but when it comes to football, it's getting even worse, isn't it? Well, someday you simply learn to live with it. Yeah, that is interesting, Sabine. It seems that uh, Germany are the team that everyone loves to to hate, but not entirely. And as as you may have noticed, lots of people actually like uh, Germany in this comments forum. But I was watching, as I said, the Germany-Algeria game yesterday, and lots of people in the stadium were whistling and booing Whenever um, Germany got the ball, you know, they were whistling and boo, booing whenever the German team got the ball. Maybe it's just because Germany are a strong team and naturally people support the underdog. So in the case of Germany, Algeria, lots of people supported Algeria because Algeria being the weaker team were the underdog. So, you know, don't take it too personally. In fact, it just shows you that Germany are a strong team. That's why um, that's why people tend to go for the other team. You know, it's just human nature. Um, number one, which teams do you think will be in the final? He says, in 1970. she says, in 1974, I was 10 years old. And I still remember the World Cup as overwhelmingly exciting. And I'd like to see a final between Germany and the Netherlands again. Uh, winning team, she says, I'm afraid this time it's the Netherlands. Though I'd like to see the Germans win, of course. In the end, I could live with any winner, as long as it's not the USA. They don't even know the right name of the game we're playing here. Uh, Favourite moment? Um, She says, I always like it when Cristiano Ronaldo cries, but my favourite my real favourite moment, if you can call that a moment, was the second half of the match between Ghana and Germany. It was the first time in years that I saw the Germans play so passionately. Number four, who's the star player of this World Cup in your opinion? She says the Mexican goalkeeper Guillermo Ochoa. Yes, I agree. Although the Algerian goalkeeper yesterday was also absolutely phenomenal. He made some fantastic saves. I do love watching a good goalkeeper in action. Number five, which country are you from or supporting? Uh, She says, I obviously support Germany, but I like England, Japan and the Netherlands as well. And this year, I'm quite impressed by Costa Rica's performance. Um, Generally, she says, to be honest, it doesn't get me. The World Cup doesn't get me as much as it did in the previous years so far. Maybe it's because I'm not able to watch any matches. Um, Sorry, maybe it's because I'm not able to watch as many matches as I like. Maybe it's because this time the groups are strange somehow. I don't know. I'm sure you're going to get more interested as the the competition continues, Sabine. She then uh, comes back with another message and says, Hi Luke, it's me again. Uh, Of course. Yesterday I wasn't able to finish my post for some reason. I wanted to write a kind of uplifting last sentence, but I couldn't edit my post anymore. When it comes to terms used on the internet, by the way, I'm always afraid of falling for false friends. Post, for instance do I use it correctly or is it posting or is it one of those just some stupid German word that tries to sound technical? Um, on the internet, on a blog or um, a website, you'd call it a post. Okay, a post. So um, there you go. It's it's a post. So in the forum, you uh, write a post, not a posting. All right. Um, however, In the meantime, I found out that it seems that I was totally wrong about everybody out there hating us when it comes to football. I listened to episode 189 of your podcast on the train this morning and I was really surprised to hear how many supporters we seem to have all over the world. I'm wearing flag socks today and I'm kind of optimistic about the match but there is still a chance that everybody goes wrong and our boys will shamefully sit on a plane home after tonight's dinner. I really hope you're not completely fed up with the World Cup now. Thank you very much for explaining the world of football to all of us. I simply love the way you managed to put the light aspects and the serious aspects of a topic together in one sentence, so we can all see that each thing in life has got more than one side. Chin up, Sabine. Thanks, Sabine. I think you did manage to end with an uplifting sentence. That's lovely. P.S. For three or four days now, I'm singing three lions to myself all the time. One of the older versions, I think. It's the second one I know the lyrics of. So she's been singing that song. Three lions on the shirt, remember? Um, Guillaume S. has written, I would say, Go, Hop Swiss! Okay, so he must have been watching the Switzerland game. Switzerland must have scored a goal. Hop Swiss, I think this is a, a way of saying, go Switzerland! Um, now, at this point uh, in the timeline, Luis Suarez bit an Italian player during the Uruguay-Italy game, which Uruguay won. He actually bit a player on the shoulder with his teeth. Now, this is a big controversy, as it's more than just an illegal foul, but an assault an actual physical assault beyond the normal physical roughness of the game. The British press covered the story a lot, calling for Suarez to be punished. Some papers in Uruguay said it was a conspiracy by the English press and that Suarez is not guilty. Suarez has since admitted that he did it. He did it. He, he admitted it today. And this is the third time he's done this. It's the third time he's bitten someone in a football match. And Suarez now faces a four-month ban from professional football, which is going to cause him all kinds of problems. And his club Liverpool must now be thinking of selling him. So the the Luis Suarez biting incidents uh, uh, occurred at this point in the thread. And we have Alexander saying although i've been supporting liverpool fc since 1996 i have to admit that luis suarez needs professional psychiatric help three times in three different competitions first it was the, it was in ajax then in liverpool now in the national team it's becoming a habit something's definitely wrong in his head Uh, Yaron says, wow, the Suarez bite saga. I heard some arguments in his favour. For instance, arguments like that his bites are not worse than a hard intention tackle. I totally disagree with those arguments. Tackles are part of the game, while bites are are so not related to football. Yeah, it's true. A tackle is just a normal part of the game. But biting someone, that's completely outside the normal run run of the game, isn't it? Um, so even if a hard tackle might become, uh, even if a hard tackle might be more dangerous, in my opinion, it's still in the gray area while bites are totally forbidden. There is no excuse for such behavior. Uh, Yaron from Israel. Thanks for that comment, Yaron. Thanks for that comment, Yaron. Okay. Thanks for that comment, Yaron. And thanks for your donation after the, the last one. I dropped a large hint, didn't I? I said, donation, something like that. And you did. Um, and apparently you'd been meaning to to donate to me for some time. Can I just say at this point that if there is anyone listening to Luke's English podcast who has been thinking of leaving a donation that's very nice. I love I, I, you know it's very nice of you to think like that but um um it would be even nicer if you actually did it. Um you know remember I'm doing this for free. I don't need to go into the reasons but if you do appreciate the the podcast and you like what I do and you want me to continue doing it, then do consider leaving a donation. You can do it on the, the website, just go to the website, you'll find a button uh, that says Donate. Click it, it's very simple. You can do it with PayPal, do it. You can donate as little or as much as you like. Typically, it's about five or ten pounds, but you don't have to do that. You can do less, you can do more up to you. But I appreciate it a lot it doesn't happen very often i have to say you might think oh i bet everyone donates no they don't it's a tiny percentage tiny percentage of people so do consider a donation that's that would be very nice and thank you Yaron, for yours i appreciate it very much um that is actually the last comment in this particular thread and uh, my, my closing comment was, Hi everyone, thanks for your comments. This thread is now closed because I think I have enough comments for an episode. You can expect the next World Cup podcast this week sometime. I'm now going to open World Cup comments thread number three so you can leave any other comments that you have there. Um, and that's true. Uh, World Cup comments... Thread number three is now open on TeacherLoop.co.uk, and I welcome you to add your comments there as this World Cup continues and more and more things happen. Um, Tell me what you think, and I'll do probably one more of these. Probably one more. I think I'll leave comments thread number three open until the end of this, um, and I'll I'll record something as soon as I can. As I've said, the timing is a little bit complicated. Um, I, I, probably will do the last one before the final, I expect. So leave me your comments and you will be featured on Luke's English Podcast. Um, all right, that's it. This is too long now. This is uh, an hour and 20 minutes. I hope you're still listening. If you are, well done. You're brilliant. You're one of those super special, extra brilliant, uh, podcast listeners who listens all the way to the end to get every single bit of juice from these episodes. Um, if you're not into football normally, then well done for for getting through this. Although, football's pretty interesting, it is. I mean, you might get annoyed with it for some reason. Maybe some people that you know are into football and you don't see the attraction. But it can be fun, even just for a few weeks, every four years. It's quite fun to get into football and then you just forget about it again for a while. Um, anyway, what, whatever the case is, whoever you are, wherever you are, Whatever your preferences are, I hope that you're enjoying Luke's English podcast, and there'll be more stuff coming up in the near future. Let's continue enjoying this World Cup, um, and it's 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 continuing to be brilliant, isn't it? I actually, actually, um, there is a game in progress right now. Um, it's uh, Argentina versus Switzerland, um, and I want to see what's going on in this game. Um, what are the, what's the, what are the results? Um, Okay, I'm going to need to check Argentina, Switzerland um, Oh, okay, alright Oh, I see It's it's actually 6pm this evening So there's, there was a time difference It's not actually going on at the moment um, It's now 2 o'clock where I'm recording this So we're going to have to wait 4 hours for that um, But I'll, I'll be checking it out on TV If I have the chance all right. Good. Thanks for listening to the episode. Speak to you again very, very, very soon. But for now, it's goodbye. Bye. bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.